Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. Hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program, our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome back to Talking Facts. This is Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Interim Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm excited to have with me Dr. David Weisenhorn, Extension Specialist for Parenting and Child Development. Welcome, David. Thank you. So today's topic really intrigued me, nurturing your teen's brain development. So I have a 13-year-old in my house, and I'm really excited about the tips that you are going to provide today. <laughs> well, good. Uh, hopefully, there'll be there's something that you can take home and put into play and, and make your life much more enjoyable. Yeah. So let's get started in just thinking about how, I mean, teenagers, they're difficult to communicate with. They, they start getting more and more quiet. They're more into their friends. They don't share as much with mom and dad. So I'm um, just getting us started on how, how do we really understand what's, what's all going on inside their brain and how do we really help continue to, to grow and nurture them as they're developing? Yeah, great questions. And you're right. Teenagers are are changing all the time. And that teenage year is such a critical time in a child's life because emotionally, intellectually, physically, all these different changes are taking place in a child's body. And so, of course, yeah, their brain is going to be doing a lot of processing, a lot of growing and developing. And so there are going to be some changes there also emotionally and physiologically, and they're going to be very taxing on a child. So knowing that your child's in that state is important to, to then decide, okay, hey, I know that this thing is growing. And, and like a plant, you want to make sure that it's got the proper nutrition and it's getting all the sun and the water that it needs. And so there are a lot of things that a child's brain needs to have. And I think the most important thing that a child's brain has is, is good sleep, right? And so that's something that I think a lot of parents tend to look over. But when that brain is developing, we want to make sure that they're getting good sleep. And what the APA says is that adolescents should get more than nine hours of sleep per night. So I'm going to tell my son that you said that because yeah. sleep, sleep is a conversation that we have a lot in our house that I think that they feel like that they've reached the age of, well, I don't have a bedtime anymore or I shouldn't need mm-hmm. to go as bed, to bed as early. It is a common conversation that we have, and it's one that we've also had with our pediatrician about how much sleep they really do need. I know one of his arguments is often, well, my friends don't have bedtimes anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I think I think stressing that sleep is important is, is key. Absolutely. And, and one of the, the things that I hear most, and even in my, I've got young children, not, not even at the age of adolescence yet, really just young, young kids. And my son just tells me, I'm not, I'm not tired. I'm not tired, Dad. And so one of the things that I think is important for parents is that we have to understand that the world around our children is so overwhelming at times and really demands a lot of their attention. And so one of the things as a parent that I take a responsibility for is trying to reduce some of that chaos that happens around them, some of that stimulation. And one of the ways uh, I think that's really good about doing that is to try to temper activities in the evening, making sure that we play after school, but then after dinner, we're really kind of winding down. Okay. So what about homework and that type thing? We should try and get most of that accomplished early on in the evening? Yes, I think so. And I know that can be difficult, right? A lot of parents might, might be listening to me and say, wait, like my situation where my children go to an after school program, and they're playing there probably a lot of time and not doing that homework. Right. So when they get home, it's like, okay, we got to push to the homework. But yes, yeah, so I, I would recommend trying to get that homework done as soon as possible. 
And then also, I think, juggling the extracurricular activities as well in the evening. So we're trying to fit that in and homework and dinner that sometimes bedtimes do get pushed later and later. But I think it's important that we realize we really need to put an emphasis, even if some of those other things get get pushed to the side a little bit, that sleep is important. Absolutely. And it, it should be one of those safeguards that you have within your daily schedule to say, no, I want to make sure that you're in bed at this time. And it is difficult when our kids, friends, parents don't have those same guidelines and, and bedtime routines. Uh, it can be difficult, but that doesn't mean that that's not a fight you shouldn't continue to fight. Right. And I know we've had to put certain rules in place. So all technology has to be plugged in downstairs. Yes. That, that technology, so a, a cell phone or a tablet or computer or whatever it may be, does not go to our room with us because I've noticed some nights I'll hear texts coming through after my bedtime. <laughs> and so I want to make certain that he can't hear that as well. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And you're, you're so right. And that is the next move is, is technology. Gosh. And I think it goes back to why it's important to have some of that homework done as soon as you get home, because a lot of the homework and the school processes that they have to do are, are based on or used through technology. That's a great point. And so keeping that technology down. And certainly I love the fact that you say we've got times that you know, our technology has to stay downstairs and the, and the kids' rooms are upstairs. And I think having a designated place away from the bedrooms, absolutely no technology in the bedrooms, I think, especially at this time in their, in their life at the adolescent stage, teenage years, no technology in the bedrooms will help with that sleep. Yeah, it's it's definitely a conversation we have often at our house. So other tips that you might have about how to maintain your teen's brain health? Sure. There, there are mental and physical activities. So we a lot of times we think about physical activities, the sports and the, the running and the playing. But there's also this idea of mental activity. A lot of times when we think of mental activity, we think of the stress that comes along with having to do a lot. And, and so one of the things that we can do that both is physical and mental in aspect is, is this idea of yoga and how it manages the stress and some of the adverse effects of stress. This type of exercise can really help with the deep breathing, can reduce some of that stress, and can really help the brain give it time and space to mature the way that it needs to. I love that. And then that's also giving them tools that they can use throughout life when they yeah. face stressful situations. Absolutely. Help building some of that self-esteem and, and how you're right, how to handle those difficult times that are going to come, that, that are just part of life. So yes, I think I think sometimes that, that yoga practice can help a lot in sports. But with sports, the last tip I would say is this idea of safety first and making sure that our kids are safe when they engage in activities. And what that means is if they're playing a sport that might have contact, having a mouth guard or wearing a helmet if that's necessary. I know that this is an age that they feel invincible, that <laughs> that they feel like that they can do anything, and they really start to push back on some of that safety equipment. The helmet when skateboarding oh, yeah. or biking, you know, it, it might not look as cool <laughs> as it did when you were six, and it had all the bright colors on it and that type thing. So I think just think those constant reminders as parents as well that we're sharing these messages with our kiddos for safety and to help them grow and develop well. That's right. And part of that safety piece is allowing the body time to rest. And so uh, in line with that yoga practice is that our physical activities, you know, I, so many parents I've met that their kids have 
dance and then they go to ballet and then they have gymnastics and then they have basketball and all the different sports and right. all the different events that they're enrolled in, a, a child does need time to rest and the brain needs time to rest. And so making that a piece of a child's day or week is also vitally important. For the so when you talk child. about rest time, is that mm-hmm. truly just downtime on the couch of where they have 30 minutes that they're not engaged with electronics or homework or how would you really define rest for yeah. a kiddo? And that's good. And that's a really good point. I think I think one of the most important pieces to rest is alone time. And again, going back to this idea. Teenagers of, love alone time. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. right. This goes back to this idea that we talked about earlier about this, uh, uh, the ability to cope and, and to work with through their own stressors. A child needs to understand that being alone does not mean being lonely and uh, having the ability to, to be with themselves and to be with their thoughts and to be able to enter entertain themselves, I think, is vitally important. And I I think one of the reasons we see a lot of adults not being able to do that is because they weren't able to do that or didn't have that time as a child to get that practice in. And so I think it is a practice. to. It could be 30 minutes, could be an hour. When you talk about sports overall, then maybe have it taking a day off of physical activity. But throughout the week, a 30-minute rest period of just kind of being alone and with your own thoughts is, I think, key. Okay, great. Other thoughts that you have to share with us today? Uh, I think that's it. You know, I think uh, making sure that the, the nutrition is a big part of the brain too. So making sure your child's drinking plenty of water and trying to keep on a healthy diet. But maybe that's for another uh, another another podcast, another, another <laughs> podcast topic. Great. Well, this has been um, since we've had this conversation set up. It's been a topic that I personally have been have been looking forward to because, as I mentioned, these are conversations that we are having daily at home, and I know that there's so many other families out there as well that this is a very important topic to them. And I think that we're given so much guidance as parents of, you know, for our babies or our toddlers. But when they really kind of emerge into that adolescence, there's not nearly as much guidance for parents. So Mm -hmm. thank you very much for sharing with us today. Uh, It's always a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition, health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. It starts with us.